This is Drop Tent Media Network. Two father comedians out of Philadelphia. Seriously, Dad. Dad. Seriously, Dad. Seriously. Yo, welcome back, season two. Seriously, Dad. You know. But, yeah, you're just, yeah, you're just on the second chapter. That's all. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Beautiful. Awesome. Um, so we're, we are recording now, which is great. So Neil's gonna do this clap thing he's he's into, and then we're gonna <laughs> get it rocking. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, hi, Greg. How are you doing? I'm uh, producer Neil. Yeah, I'm gonna do a clapping. I'm super into it. <laughs> I'm super into it. Slow, baby. There's nothing to do with editing at all. Um, yeah, cool. Uh, sound. Yeah, this is not live. We can stop whenever. So if you have any problems or anything like that, if you drop, that does happen every once in a while. If we start to notice, you might flicker out, or if we start flickering out, or something like that, it's all good. We're just probably gonna pause. We'll come in. You can always leave the studio, come right back in. It's all good. Cool. Okay. Yeah, man. Wonderful. All right. Nice. All right. You good to go? <laughs> He's back. Yeah, Jay with, Jay, with, Jay with the goddamn van. You go, he, Jay Yoder, the J, and also it's like not even spelled. He's like, you just, I'm just Jay. Yeah, I, I was doing like a, I was doing like a text change. So when I was like, you can hop on in whenever, and it was meant for Greg, and I sent it to like this other guy that I was doing business. He's like, I don't understand what you mean by hop on in. I'm like, sorry, that's how I'm like, <laughs> with people right now. Not what you think, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you at one of your swinger parties again? Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, here we go. Ready? Three, two. There's that clap we love so much. No, I won't hear that. He's going to cut it from right now. Oh, shit. I just gave away. That's behind the, the scenes, secrets. baby. Don't give away the secrets. All right. Upstate New York in the house. Uh, yeah. Upstate New York. I, li I like it because I'm from upstate New York. So so I, same haircut, yeah, same vibe, man. Me and, exactly. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Welcome, well, comedian Greg Owens. What up, brother? All right. Thanks for having me, fellas. Good to be yeah, here. Dude, I'm so excited. Know. Well, actually, it's funny because that's how we met through comedy. But then, you know, getting to un learn a little bit more about you. You were so great when I came up to Rochester on the board teachers tour. You came up and like took me for my first garbage plate. Oh, uh, shit. And it, like he came and picked me up at the hotel when I got up there. It was great. Um, yeah. He said, just so you know, he said I mean, he didn't really like it. I did but not. Yeah, well, he knows. I said I didn't like the I didn't like the garbage plate that what much. The fuck is what does that even mean? You didn't. I, mean, I didn't realize I didn't like that. that. Yeah, that changes everything, right? You don't even have to talk to this guy. You can talk to me. It's yeah, fine. I'm, like, no, I'm done. I'll see you guys. <laughs> I love I love those things, man. I haven't. I don't know. I haven't had one like into adulthood. It probably fucked me up now. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, well, because oh, I was yeah. nervous about then doing the show after <laughs> eating a garbage plate. You know what I mean? Like. But no, that was good. No, I, so I appreciate you, you know, coming on today because this season we've been really, you know, honing in on people who have, you know, different kinds of jobs outside, you know, of comedy as well. And you sort of have uh, an interesting start to your pre-comedy life. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what uh, you used to do uh, before comedy? Yeah, well, I mean, I... Uh... I mean, I always loved comedy and would have loved to start doing comedy when I was in college, but I had a pretty conservative family and I was always super respectful of my parents and they were totally not into that. They said, you got to get a good job with a good company that's got a 401k and good health insurance and all that. So that's what I did. I got a job with the Fortune 500 company, uh, Sherwin-Williams Paint Company. Wow. They, okay. You know, it's a great company for secure income and uh, reliable income and you know, it gave me the ability to retire before, 
you know, at, at age like 57, just because I used their retirement plan and saved oh, a ton awesome. of money. And you know, so I, you know, I use Sherwin Williams paint. That's the best. I, I'm not fucking around. When I have to paint something, there's a Sherwin Williams by my house. I use Sherwin Williams paint. And it is the best paint. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah. Now, did you like? And I'm not you, even pimping for them anymore. I don't care I don't, what paint you use, but it yeah, is. Yeah, the and they're best not, and they're not paying me for saying that, but it's good <laughs> yeah. fucking paint. There you go. Yeah, exactly. So, like, so how did so like you just had found them at like a job fair or like how did like yeah, you come well, to be? Uh, my dad was friends with their HR guy, and okay. uh, you know, kind of for me, it ended up really being path of least resistance thing because it was an easy job to get but you know they hire you into this manager training program you become an assistant manager a manager at their paint stores and then you can go you know as far from as there, whatever you know, the sky's the limit i i you know tended to make decisions that kept me at the bottom level <laughs> but uh <laughs> i think it was a pretty impressive uh that's 35 that, that's years that state employee mentality before, you know, you do the like, least amount of work and get it done I, I performed really well at the bottom level i might have been the best manager <laughs> the they ever had the best bottom feeder we got <laughs> the, the best non-promotable guy they ever had uh, well but, i mean i tell you what there's a lot of companies out there now that i think like wawa comes to mind like you know that's one that i've seen even as a high school teacher i'll go into like the local wawas and i'll see kids that i were teaching now and they're they're their years now then like the most consistent thing i've seen them do because they say oh they have a really good plan they're giving me health benefits like you know that's the kind of stuff that like you want to see chick-fil-a a lot of these other businesses have models that are similar to that now i thought it was interesting you talked about like that's what your family wanted for you to do and i think that is such a that makes me nervous as a dad like what am i putting on my kids so that they feel like they have to do something you know like we played the game of life at new year's eve i was talking about this on another episode and i honestly when we got to the part i'm like having this discussion with my daughter about if she's going to college or if she's going to trades i'm like we need welders sweetheart like there's this kind like so it's just such a weird conversation i don't want to put those things on my kids but at the same time i know i want the best for them you know what i mean that would like your kids are a little older well they did they do do that though a lot though like like for me because i i'm very similar to i had a i had a corporate american job uh with a a rental car company that's colored as green and um (laughs) and uh you know they kind of like yeah i I was a criminal justice major in college because i thought i was going to be a fucking lawyer Okay, right. There's there's a first joke. I thought I was gonna be a lawyer. I'm not gonna be a fucking. You know what I mean? Like I don't know what I'm doing. So I get out of school. I don't know what's going on. Then they're like, "We'll hire you." Right. In all in all your imperfection and your your 2.8 GPA and this this <laughs> this major that you didn't really know, we will hire you and we'll just teach you everything. And they kind of like they get their hooks in you early, and then they give you a career and you can make a full like you did. You made a full blown career out of it. I did not. But, um, you know, you did. And I know a lot of people that do. They got four-year degrees. They may have been like a philosophy major or something that they can't really use. Yeah. And then they retire at 50. What the fuck? That, you're winning with that. <laughs> Not a bad deal. It ain't, it, yeah. Um, work. I mean, you know, it wasn't easy. I mean, you know, any job you're going to do well at. I, I joke about it. I mean, I did well at it. I got, you know, I, I guess I never really made it into full-fledged middle management but i got close but at any rate yeah you, you know you make you, you get what you put into it and that's with any job yeah you know and uh i don't know i guess with my kids i just tell them i, I didn't put it on them that they had to get a super secure job i kind of with my experience which worked for me but if i had to do it all over again i, I wouldn't i'd just 
I'd have moved to New York City and lived in a fucking efficiency suite with 15 guys and you know that's well you know that's funny because that's i think a lot of what happens too with parents like if your parents were a certain way with you you fight that there's a cycle of yeah. being either really lax or loose or saying well now from my experience so now so your kids are a little bit older what's the rundown on uh the ages of your kids uh 28 27 no wait a minute 27 26 23 and 21 Oh, Holy so like shit. that's prime. Yeah. So can you give us a rundown of yeah. where they're at with their like careers or? Yeah, what yeah. are they up to? They're all doing great, man. I couldn't be prouder, man. My oldest daughter, she's out in LA. She's a producer for a fashion company. Nice. Uh, my son's down in New York area. Uh, graphic designer, killing it. You know, nice. when they joke about the graphic design major being a wasted major, but he's smoking it. Absolutely crushing it. <laughs> Good. And, uh, uh my 23 year old he's trying to make it in theater down in new york and he's probably gonna he's good and good. I, again that's there's your uh you know go go for it type thing you know what i mean i'm not gonna tell him get get a real job do your fucking thing man you know and then well, cool. uh my Sorry, 21 and my 21 year old's uh in the weed industry. So, cause that's nice. his first love. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> but that that's cool because corporate America is not going anywhere. Right. Like, you know, yeah. you, can, you can swing for the fences, go to New York and do your thing. And then you decide I'm I'm clocking out and then you can go to wherever you want and get a job. As long as you don't, shoot yourself in the foot on the way up right that's, yeah, well, that's i think that's the challenge for today's kids like the digital era they don't even think about the digital footprint you might have had the interview before you've had the interview you know i mean i've seen these uh coaches on like tiktok and they'll talk to like even as a baseball coach for uh high school here we'd have coaches come in from colleges and the first thing they'll say is we look at your social media and it's going to tell on you so you better figure out what you're putting out there that's the challenge i think for today that we none of us had to worry about you know yeah uh growing up yeah exactly you can't i mean i did it uh when i was hiring you know five eight years ago i googled people on facebook and instagram and, yeah uh, i don't know if it was okay to do or not but i did it did, what did you <laughs> so did you find anything did you ever find anything that like made somebody not get the yeah. job or, or what would be the thing that you'd be like we're not hiring this person yeah i mean i Nobody ever really had anything crazy going on there. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't know what it would be, really. So I guess it's probably more just being nosy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, but I think it's a real thing. You I know, mean, you should get yeah. a good sense of who they are. Are they responsible? Like, can you know, how? yeah, I think that's all plays a part. Yeah, I well, mean, if you see, like, oh, they got posters or pictures of partying and this and that. And, you know, yeah, you're going to think twice See, make sure they have a really good interview and have some good stuff to say, but you also might have them pegged as a bullshit artist right. too, because you know how they're living outside of That's work. Right. Well, we had a we had a cybersecurity uh person on two episodes ago, and she said she recommends everybody go and Google themselves, you know, just to kind of see what's out there on you. And I did it the other day just because of her being on here. So I went in and was like, Oh, what's out there of me. And, you know, I think that's something that hopefully kids are doing today so they can kind of figure out like, have I shot myself in the foot already? And, you know, yeah, yeah. especially if you're going to do something high end, like FBI or somewhere where you got to really be vetted, you know, I think if you're going to work for the FBI, oh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have social media at all. Probably. Well, I mean, that's, that's unrealistic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're not going to have any FBI agents. We're not going <laughs> to have them on seriously dead. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> 
Yeah. No, I, that's true. I mean, we were, you know, I was hiring people to, to you know, mix paint. So it's yeah. Not exactly and a machine that probably like, I mean, yeah. hell, the kids at Wawa aren't, aren't allowed to count change anymore. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. So, I mean, you know, even uh, back in the day, the deli people had to like take the yellow sheet out and listen to you and like write it all down. Like, could you imagine now it just kicks out and tells them what to put on? Exactly. It's crazy. But when you like, I was thinking of, so I was, I was thinking that you're going to hire a young person. You went to their social media and they were drinking a lot. Right. But they were 24 years old. That's not really like, it's not, they're not breaking the law. Right. That's not like mm-hmm. a, you know, yeah, pretty normal shit. Right. So like, what would be like the, the straw that broke the camel's back? Like how much they got to drink before you're like, I'm not hiring. He's like, like they're <laughs> checking. Uh, asking for a friend. On asking for a friend. If this kind of thing doesn't work no. out, I could be at Sherwin Williams. Yeah. <laughs> you're not signing up to be a youth pastor. I think it's okay. <laughs> it like- yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I'm guessing, you know, the, the guy's like, you know, flashing his fat stacks and his, it is, you know, all his, gold chains and freaking rings and flashing gang signs maybe maybe that's a no you know yeah, what i mean but, no. we'll call uh, you back we'll call yeah, you they're selling kids to paint on halloween night they're like yeah. he's like buying extra paint and selling it out of his flipping his paint trunk. on the back of his chevy yeah. nova yeah right right well that's it when they t- i think the biggest challenge for a lot of kids now too is to not be on their phones while they're at their job or to not be like making a tiktok of at like setting that up as at their job, you know, where they're not wearing the shirt or they're not in the business. Cause that even for me as a teacher, like if I'm doing any of my like TikTok, I'm not doing them when I'm on company time or on company property, uh, like that kind of stuff where I think kids today are, you know, I joked about CVS. I don't think there's an employee in a CVS or if there are, they're in the back doing TikToks. Cause like nobody runs that. Have you ever been in a CVS? Oh my God. You can't, there's you nobody can't in a clock CVS. out. You can't get it. You got all your shit. You want to pay for it. The self scanner is always fucking broken. And it's so loud and obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then there's like this ding. You got like ding this bell at the front. Like, like you're waiting for Benson to come out and get your luggage it's for like, you. Some it's like yeah. the fuck. It's really, really weird. Yeah. Fuck Stevia. And then they give you the receipt from hell. That fucking long yeah, ass yeah. receipt because we need that. That's not Greta Thornburg approved. That, that, <laughs> that's that true. killed like no. 10 trees no. to get that receipt. Also, you could get 50 cents off a product right. you don't even buy. Yeah. 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 So there probably, there probably won't be humans running a CVS in the next 10 years. No, I think we're, yeah, I think we're getting to a no, place too there. where, where those kind of, you can see it already. I mean, like at Wawa at night now, like they completely shut down the registers and you just have to use the self-serve unless you like hunt them down and say, I only have cash. But like I, I ran in last night coming home from a gig and I just ran in and was like, fine, I'll use my card. I had cash. I was going to pay cash, but I wasn't going to bother. So I was just like, all right, I'll just use the card and I'll bring my 16 ounce up coffee as a 12 ounce. <laughs> yeah. Because I was sticking yeah. it to the man. Yeah. yeah. I just ruined my secret while I was while hunting I was watching you know. this. And that makes, that makes it tough on us comics getting paid cash for a show because then you, you can't even you, use the cash. You can't even use I'm <laughs> stuffing it in my mattress. It was like, so when you when you got when you got out so you when you retired from your corporate Amer- from Sharon Williams, were you like I'm going to retire and I'm going to go all in on this comedy thing, or you're like I'm going to retire, boy I'm bored, let me try some comedy. How how did that like how'd you get in there? Nah, I was kind of uh, I want to go all in on comedy, you know, but okay. uh, I also found uh, retirement life is kind of cool, man. So <laughs> I ended up. 
kind of not going all in on comedy right away. Um, cause we, we did some trap, you know, not crazy traveling, but took some trips and hung out and just had fun, man, for the first year. And, uh, but so now recently I've started trying, you know, going more all in full time, you know, yeah, well, you just had, you just headline at the Carlson or you have it coming up uh, or, well, that's coming up April 4th. That's my first big headlining gig. Hey, oh, you that, love, so. Well, good. That nice. actually, this will air before then. So good, go good. to the Carlson, hit the, hit the Carlson motherfuckers. <laughs> um, I'm up. Carl, so bef- Carlsoncomedy.com for tickets. <laughs> before you retired, you had been doing comedy though, correct? Yeah, yeah, okay. part, you know, part-time. Google okay, Google. hitting mics here and there, doing all right, that stuff. Right, right, And then, what's the Rochester comedy scene looking like? I, 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 don't, I wasn't doing comedy when I lived in Rochester. What's going on up there? Yeah, it's a decent scene. I mean, we've got a really good uh, comedy club, the Carlson, that uh, Jay was at. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you're coming to in another f- couple weeks, right? Yep. I'll they, uh, they uh, it's a top-line, top-flight comedy club. We get all touring A-list headliners come through there. And... Uh, so that's cool that we've got that in a small market. Cause if you do well in the local market, Rochester, like I did fairly well, you get the MC there, you get the feature there, you meet, you know, top yeah. line headliners. And so it's cool for that. And then there's, I mean, there's a bunch of comics, bunch of young comics putting on shows, bar shows, coffee house shows all over the place. That's awesome. So I did see, I did see even the, the Carlson ran a, a new comic contest. There was like hundred bucks on the line, 20 comics, audience votes. Like I saw them doing something kind of like that. It's, it's always fun when a comedy club does that. And like, cause now they're bolstering the scene. They're giving 20 young people an opportunity in a night. Mm-hmm. That's huge. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. and it's not just an open mic. I guess they had put, it's actually free for people to come to. They yep. probably do the drink minimum or whatever. And they have food and stuff, but, that's like cool i like it's nice to see them investing in young talent like that yeah yeah and the owners of that place that's kind of part of their mission statement is not so much as a for-profit comedy club i mean i'm sure that's part of it but they want to be able to bolster the comedy scene and give comics a place to to uh cut their teeth you know yeah rochester but rochester in general is just a cool scene i because i did the weekend up there this past summer so i got to stay for a couple days and like it's great for the family i can't wait to bring my kids up because i was almost jealous i went to that uh play museum oh yeah strong museum or whatever it's called like museum of play oh my god it's insane they just they just dumped millions of dollars into like this amazing rendition of like toy hall of fame stuff like you know finding the arcade stuff in there is insane pinball I mean, it's it's yeah, inc- it's incredible up there. That's a, I haven't been there for, probably since probably ten years now. So it's even it's crazier even than the last time I was there. I can't wait to let my daughter just rip through. My daughter's like such a fiend for like they both love video games. Like oh. so, I've, I just can't imagine to show them some of the old school stuff and like you know. Oh man, yeah, that's that place is a trip. And the, the Hall of Fame, too. The Toy Hall of Fame you get to walk through. Oh, my gosh. It's like walking down memory lane with some yeah. of the stuff in there. Yep. Cabbage Patch dolls from, like, 1983. And the <laughs> viewfinders. Remember the viewfinders? You oh, just yeah, get the, man. The stupid little That's, picture deals that could yeah. turn around. Oh. Jesus Christ. What ah. are we doing with those? <laughs> That's what we used to do when you go to an amusement park. <laughs> He just looked hours, at the thing. He just looked at the picture. <laughs> we used to get the ones that where you get on your keychain. The little keychain where you going down the roller coaster looking like you're gonna die. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the good old days. Now imagine, it's just digital. Can you imagine giving that to a kid these days as a gift? Like, he'd hey, he fuck you up. He probably get your ass kicked. <laughs> <The> <laughs> <fuck>? <laughs> yeah. No, I could not. I could yeah. not. 
No, that's crazy though. So now your so you know your kids are killing it. They're doing really well. Like and you were not as strict. So you now your wife was she on board with with that? How was like you know? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean that was you know that was kind of our thing from the beginning. It was just you know, let them let them rip, man. You know, and uh, you know they. I don't know how we did it, uh, but they turned out to be incredibly sharp kids, and uh, they, they, you know, they pulled it off on their own, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I joke about the fact that I wasn't ever a helicopter parent; I was more like a submarine parent. You know? Yeah, but <laughs> well, I was like, I was like, it's so funny because it's like you work so hard to be a parent, but then like I like fail. I had a fail moment today that I went to my daughter had uh, had her like uh, cheer thing. I literally walked in. As her thing was ending, and I was like, oh "Are you God. kidding me?" Like, oh my God. they had set a certain time, and I should have got there earlier. It was before the time they set. Should have been there, sitting there. Thankfully, my wife is amazing and was already there and had recorded it. But I got to like go up for her second, like she did a tumble thing. But like, I'm like, man, I miss. I was like, here. It's like, there's gonna be plenty of times where I couldn't have been in the vicinity. I was getting gas at Wawa. I could have gotten gas. Yeah, after. that's a, that's a, yeah. Uh, and yeah. I was just like one move where you. Know, you miss those things and you're like oh that's so stupid how did i do that and it's like you know like despite all of those moments despite the missteps it doesn't matter like you know what i mean like at the end of the day i got to go over give her a big hug i got her a flower like she's yeah. gonna remember that she's yeah, not gonna she remember did. that i wasn't even in the stand because i'm not gonna tell and her. you're gonna and you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna let her down so much more in her life wait till it's time for you to get married watch daddy fuck up on that one right dude are you kidding me like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're just getting started i know do you so you have four kids do you do you talk about your kids a lot during your comedy and do you how much how important or how how much are they part of like your performance or do you kind of leave them alone what, what's your what's what are you doing with them nah, they're in, they're in it probably uh uh 15 minutes worth out of 45 or so probably okay. actually more than that really do they're your kids think you're funny do, do, they, do they think oh, you're yeah. funny yeah, they like it. They, Are they they approved? Did you run any jokes by them, or you're like, I don't have to, you know? Yeah, I run stuff by them okay. sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, I got you know, uh, you know, half of them are gay. So uh, <laughs> he's like, half of them are gay. So two so, of your four kids are gay. Half the population yeah. of your house is homosexual. Ace. There it so, is. You know, so I go on about that. You know, and uh, they they're cool with it. They, you know, my I'm yeah, that's. To, you know, that could be a touchy subject, and so I make we, sure yeah. that they're good with it all. You know what I mean? That's so crazy because we had we have an episode where we talk about like like talking about our family and you know, you know Jay he has autism yep. and and yeah, bringing uh, that up talking about it but not like shitting on something that is maybe important to someone or offensive to someone else you ever like talking about your gay kids and you feel people like pull back or has anyone ever said anything to you when you're done because they feel like you were too harsh on this family that you love so much like have you ever felt that or is that something that comes in your world at all. Uh, honestly, no, really. I mean, I've had people that they don't believe me that I got, you know, two gay kids are like, you really got two gay kids. And I'm like, yeah, it's like, they're amazed by that, you know? Yeah. But, uh, the funny thing is like, I actually say that in my act, if you come on April 4th, you'll get to hear me. <laughs> there you <laughs> I go. Say, I love it. I, I just kind of throw it out there. I'm like, half my kids are gay. And, uh, that it's, gets a 50, 50 report. Like sometimes the audience just goes dead silent. Sometimes the audience laughs about it, and sometimes I get cheers. And it, the, the gayer the crowd, the more cheers. The straighter the crowd, the quieter they <laughs> the get. Quieter it's kind of right, weird, right. man. It's it's interesting. 
So. Yeah, that, you, and like I noticed that I even had to put in like save lines in there when like people would get really butt tight. I'd be like, "Come on, you all had an aunt Kathy who had a roommate. Stop it!" <laughs> you know, or like you know, you have to like throw things in there. Like, guys, it's not contagious. You're okay. Um, you yep. know, but like because we were talking on a previous episode, like you were saying about that concept of are we allowed? And I think as long as you put it in, a, as long as you, it's your experience. So as long as they know that it's part of your world. But it is funny, like when you and I did that gig in Railroad. I had a woman come up to me and was like, is your kid really autistic or do you really have a kid with autism? I'm like, yeah, yeah no, I just made that up for 15 minutes. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, and I get right. it. People, people wonder now. And there was a comic, what was it? Hassan, uh, Hassan Minaj. That's a comic. Came under That's fire. Uh, came under he, fire recently for, for, and it really wasn't like, if you listen to his, like they, some people say it cost him the shot at the daily show. Uh, as Wait, being, what, okay. I don't know about this. What did he do? So he had told a joke and I can't recall the joke. Neil might have to chime in if he knows a little bit better, but there was a joke in particular he told and he eventually did a, a, a like a thing about it to explain why he did that. Neil, do you? Yeah, I can pull it up. I mean, if it's on YouTube, we'll, but yeah, he had, he had set up a story in which he is the center of it, it seems. And then he, uh, it kind of didn't match up. Like it didn't. Oh, it was a girlfriend. Sense. It was a girlfriend. Right. Or that, yeah, that's right. And then he, uh, then it, it kind of came out that way. And then he had said he had changed it for, you know, those reasons. And, and yeah, he had cartooned it a little bit or, or blew it up, but like was for the point of the joke. It wasn't that something hadn't happened. Well, yeah. But I, yeah, I think they, I don't know. It's he a has a rebuttal video that yeah. I thought was really good. Uh, that kind of cleared it up. I didn't know too much, but I think people get into the weeds on that because they're like, oh, are, am I making stuff up? If like, For me personally, I'm like, I, everything I write, I'm going to make for my own life because now I know I'm not like directly trying to steal jokes from someone else or, you know, do something My sets like are that. 99% true. My yeah. comedy is 99% self-lived and I'm telling you about it. Kurt Nothing. Cobain? That's probably the only one that isn't true. <laughs> That's honestly the only one that isn't true. And it may end up being true because my wife thinks it's funny. So it may happen to me. But that's the only one that isn't true. That's it. Everything else is is, is real. So, you know. Um, but yeah, you, the fans can get weird. Sometimes they just want to talk to you, though. Yeah. That's the other thing. Sometimes they walk up and you go, hey, do you really have it? They just want to talk to you. Yeah. And yeah. and they they don't want to walk up and you go oh my god you're amazing that was so funny you were the best one on the show tonight or whatever that stupid line so they say things like oh is it really true because they would just want to talk to you and engage in conversation <laughs> that I old chestnut <laughs> <laughs> I, that's that's because I used to get upset when people go do you, is, is yeah, your dad I'm, really that totally do when they come up and they're like I want to have sex with you I want to be <laughs> yeah. right now yeah, like, I want to give you all my money yeah. every time with these comments all the time it's a nightmare. <laughs> Greg, right? You deal with that all the time. Actually, I, Greg, uh, Greg's got the best merch I've ever seen. Well, Greg, what, what's what is your merch that you that uh, you sell? Oh my gosh, shoot, man! I should I don't have any handy uh, socks because uh, I talk I talk about how uh, you know a guy with eight kids thought uh, you know he was telling how uh, he got in an argument with me. He, he told me four kids isn't a lot of kids. Eight kids is a lot of kids, and I was like, no, pal, eight kids is just you not planning man that's just you not paying attention to what you're doing and uh maybe you ought to have a little self-restraint you know maybe wipe some of them off onto drapes or something and uh <laughs> you know, drapes socks whatever shit socks i just started giving my socks children's names after a while <laughs> nice so stay tuned we'll be right back so you, you, got, so, you got a pair of them 
So yeah, so you can get at any of my shows, or you can DM me on Instagram, and and uh, we can work something out. But nice pair of good athletic socks. Say say hi to my kids on the side of them. <laughs> they remind Greg me of like, they remind me of like Hulk Hogan. Yeah, Greg, Owens, there, Greg Owens comedy on the bottom. Yeah, you can get them in uh, orange with yellow letters, or these yellow ones with orange letters. Are they grippy on the bottom like the uh, Sky Zone socks, so you can fucking them? <laughs> no, you could though. You could, you could have socks. You fuck on a hardwood floor. You get the sky zone socks. You're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good, good soccer socks. They're stretchy. You could put shin guards inside them if you want. Good. I was gonna. Socks. I was gonna buy a pair and galvanize the bottoms because that's how intense yeah, his sexual right. situation yeah. is. Anyway, yeah, Albert's like telling you, he's like, "You ever have so good? You <laughs> wish somebody would walk in on you." I was like, "Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this to his set. It's wonderful. I love these." Guys. That's a great one, right? Everyone loves that one. I know. I'm I jealous. Do. I love it. <laughs> just, I'm not going to do that. Joke. I was not going to say. You wish never had that happen. <laughs> no, uh, no, uh, sorry. Yeah, the merch is great. I love comics with great merch and quick phrases or something that really means something. It's always wonderful. Yeah, it's so fun. I, actually, so a comic. Well, he's not a comic. Actually, he's more of an entrepreneur. He was a. Uh, he started doing improv, and now he goes to businesses and teaches improv for like team building stuff for like Fortune five hundred companies like Sherman Williams. Yeah. And he sent me for free a game he created, uh, and it's called uh, Pivot Pitch. And uh, it's like a basically like a Shark Tank improv game. So it comes with like three sets of cards. One is uh, nouns, one are adjectives, and then one are these like random questions. And so what you're supposed to do is split people into like groups and then everybody gets a noun and an adjective. And that is your product. So now you you have to come up in 60 seconds with a product and then pitch it. And then after you're done with your pitch, there's a question. And then it's kind of like Cards Against Humanity where you keep somebody out that judges to like be the one to say, oh, that was the best product or they handled the question really good. So I thought maybe we'd play a, a quick round. How do you guys feel about that? Let's do it. I'm probably going to fuck this up because I'm still a little confused, but let's give it a shot. So I'll do a, How about I do a model round? I'll be the judge. Let me be the judge. No, I was going to say Neil should be the judge. Okay. I kind of. <laughs> I'll do it. Let me do it. Let me, let me do yeah, a model. Yeah, yeah. Let me do a model round. Hey, guys, this isn't live, so we can just edit yeah, it out. Yeah, if it doesn't work, we can yeah, edit yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Does that good. make you feel better? Yeah, okay, great. All right. I mean, I'll give it a shot anyway. I just. All right. It's supposed to be so, kind of funny, right? So fuck it. All right. So I guess I'll 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 start by just picking random cards for us and I'll tell you. You know, you know Jay stacked the deck. He, these are I'm not shuffling. random cards. I'm shuffling. He studied these cards. He's like, okay, yeah, I'm I gotta shuffling. get that. Yeah. Shuffle. I hope back. that's not because if he did, that's so sad. I'll pick my <laughs> I'll pick mine last and I won't give myself any time. It's that? a possibility. Though. I believe you that you have more I'm so things to do. Like, <laughs> it's a game. I want to win. Yeah. All right. All right. And then all right, here we go. So Here's your card. Do you want me to give Neil a card, or Neil's going to be no? Neil's just the judge. Okay, but how is he going to pick? How's I'm going to tell him what it is. So now, so now you have a noun and an adjective, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, And I'm going to give you one, Greg. So your adjective is familiar. Oh God. Your noun is tooth. So now you have to come up with a product with the product name familiar tooth and be able to pitch. You want me to show the the camera? Yes. Yeah, sure. Promotion. Acoustic promotion. Acoustic promotion. And mine. So now I got to tell you what the business of acoustic. My product. And mine is going to be. 
Royal Mall. Oh man, you guys so, got like real stuff. I got so. <laughs> now. You're telling me he didn't stack the deck with this royal. He's got a whole 20 minutes written on Royal Mall right now. <laughs> let, me, let me just tell you. Actually, people are saying in America now malls are dying, and it's because we haven't thought about bringing back King George the Third. Uh, there was a time in America where we shined and malls reigned supreme. And if we could get back to the Royal Mall, I mean, we're talking pedicures, manicures for your pets. Okay. We're talking, you can go, the food court is a literal court. Okay. It is a court of a ballroom in which they come over to you and they serve you. They have Auntie Anne's pretzels. Uh, they have, uh, they have the Han Chick Dynasty. Roy yeah, Han <laughs> Dynasty. <laughs> they have not, not so, so many, so many things. No, Auntie Anne, she married into the royal family. Uh, so she's she's kind of like a Princess Diana. It's, yeah, it's have, uh, you know, I thought you were going to do a little more Princess Diana material on yeah, that one. I did. Now, yeah. now I should but have got to, cut short. So now, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of traffic that Good day. Good dude. Yeah. All right, have a, they have a panda low and slow. Now, my, my question is. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Why would a toy designer find your product appealing? Well, I mean, we need a KB Toys in there. Do you remember KB Toys? I do remember KB Toys. Oh, yeah, yeah we need a KB place. Toys in the Royal Mall because, you know, those rich kids, they're not just hitting hoops with sticks anymore. We need to get <laughs> we need to get in there and get some royal games like Polo. They're going to go pro at, at Polo. Uh, and All of so, the toys will be stolen from other countries. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going for the harder joke, but I don't yeah, know why. Right. I like that. All right. That's my. So there was mine. Okay. That was All very right. good. Good All job, right. Jay. Thank you. All right. Good now job, you, buddy. Yeah. You're a trained expert at this. Right. You're a good salesman. All right, Greg. What you got? Wait What's Greg's? Uh, we're going to me now. Right. <laughs> I set that up. Yes. Yeah. Albert. Yeah. Albert's like, I need more time on this I'm assignment. Thinking. <laughs> and what, yours was familiar. What would I say? Was familiar tooth. Oh yeah, for familiar the familiar tooth. tooth. Familiar tooth is uh, the premier candy store uh, of all time. It it makes uh, what's that joint in New York City, uh, Danny's or something like that. I forget what it's called. Uh, it's it's gonna be it's a five story tall uh, candy <laughs> boutique. It's got everything you could ever imagine. We call it familiar tooth because everybody's got a sweet tooth. That's their familiar tooth. It's the same one that keeps getting that cavity that you got to go to the dentist for. And the dentist is kind of shaking his head by the third. He's like, what the fuck, man? He's Quit like, familiar tooth? That's the familiar tooth. So so why did your company buy a lion? Well, we thought that the lion's teeth with those big incisors and, and bicuspids were oh, shit. Uh, just, the, uh, <laughs> just perfect for our company logo. Uh you know, it's pretty just, good incisor. I mean, I like the use of incisor there. <laughs> By cuspid, are you fucking kidding me? You this won. guy's got health insurance. <laughs> yeah, right. Delta Dental through Sherwin Williams, baby. That's what we got. I got, I got a smile only a mother could love. I don't know if I have bicuspids or incisors, but I got I got gaps in my teeth though. That's for sure. Greg Owens listens while at the dentist. We know that because most of us just zone out and look at the television. <laughs> That's insane. All right. That was my turn. All right. Mine is acoustic promotion. And here's the deal, Sharks. As a father, everybody knows one of the best things you can do is fart around your kids. It makes them laugh all the time. It's always good. It's never not funny. 
But as you get older, sometimes the sound doesn't really match up with, with the fart, okay? With acoustic promotion, all right, it's just a little device you're going to hook up to your belt buckle. And um, every fart's going to come out. It's, you're going to feel the bass, the treble, everything. And your kids are going to laugh 100% of the time. Fart, acoustic promotion. Mm. There you go. How does your how does your product serve the needs of a group of competitive sandcastle builders? <laughs> because it you know, you build a sandcastle and most castles have like trumpeters, right? Boom, ba, 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 right? <laughs> Acoustic promotion, you're your own trumpeter. You strap that thing on and you start letting them squeal and it's gonna be like you got both speakers on that fucking castle. It's like MTV unplugged. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. acoustic. <laughs> yes. Acoustic fart box. There you go. Acoustic promotion, baby. That's it. Look at that. That was well done. See that? This is right. really well done. So this was a great game. So uh, we're going to post in the notes uh, uh, the guy who actually created it uh, because I told him I thought it was really fun. I did it with a comedy class that I'm uh, running through Soul Jewels right now, and I did it as sort of an improv open the other day. So it's a guy named Nathan Minns. Nathan Minns, everybody. Yeah, Nathan Minns, at Nathan Minns, M-I-N-N-S, on Instagram. Uh, and it's great. Yeah, it's called Pivot Pitch. And I think anybody who's like, especially in schools, I'm going to show this to our DECA, which is like the business club at school. We have like a we have business teachers at our school in the business department. I often volunteer to be the shark for when they do their shark tank project. But like, what a great tool. And uh, I, I'm going to use this in the classroom to get to know my kids. I go back to teaching uh, this spring semester now. So it's like. I'm going to use it as like a little warm up activity to have some fun with the kids and get to know them a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's wonderful. Now that, um, uh, thank you, Nathan. Good work. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I think I'm going to go with Albert. You have to. I think he was the best. I was yeah, the best. That was, uh, no offense to anyone. I love your, your, your teeth work. I got to say, Greg, I've never said this to another man. Your teeth work was amazing. Good job. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to go with Albert. But like on, when your fun. kids are young and you fart, they, they laugh, right? Don't they? Like every time my kids laugh. I mean, this every is a time. podcast. So yeah. Every <laughs> time. Like sometimes I, I try to fart just to make them laugh. Yeah, you know, like I'm like shit. I'm not doing well. I should fart right now. Do you ever feel and sometimes pressure? you shit your pants, but you, it's the effort that you put forth to make the kids hey, laugh. You make an omelet, you break a few eggs. <laughs> yeah. it, is, it smells like sulfur. Yeah. I, I, uh, my daughter. So we had virtual school two days in a row, and my wife was also on her. Like she had to be on a Google Meet for kids to pop in, and Alicia was right next to her on the computer, and she just Alicia just rips one, and she just and Amanda thought it was quiet enough, and she's just like. That was a loud fart. I better go check my underwear. <laughs> and then she runs to the bathroom. <laughs> there you go. And Amanda's like on a meet with her like high school students. And I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> That's what it is. Everybody knows. Everybody's please, been there. Please bring back regular snow days. This virtual nonsense. I don't know how you guys are running in Rochester, but like we like, snow days. I don't give a fuck. Hey, hey, uh, yeah, uh, they invented snow up there. I don't give uh, a shit. What a nightmare because it's, yeah, I don't, I'm not looking forward to any more snow or having these flex, they call them flexible instruction days, but the kids have to be on the computer, like at least the elementary level, they have to be on like nine to nine twenty, eleven to eleven twenty, one ten to one thirty, and then they cut them loose, but they have to keep coming back for these synchronous mini lessons. I'm like, stop. That's brutal. Just it's, let it them go play. Leave those fucking snow, kids alone. Let them go play that's, exactly. That's yeah. what a snow day is. With the we high schoolers, have, I mean, you know. well, with the high schoolers, we get. I guess some of them were doing 
asynchronous. Or you, you know, you, you give them work and they just turn it in online and we're good. But for the younger ones, I guess they're just so still heavy with those damn standardized tests that they're just trying. I don't know. It's it's ridiculous. So I I, yeah. I got a question for you, Greg. Okay. As, uh, and as, as almost like, like, like it's almost like I'm great. coming for him. I got a question for you, Greg. Yeah. You're on. I have a question for Greg. No, so so you have two kids that are gay. Yeah. 50% of the population is gay. Um, At 500. Okay. Was, what, what, they, as, they came out like at one time. Did you know they were gay coming up through the ranks? Like how, how what was that like to go through it once and then again? Yeah, it, it was cool. I mean, it didn't bother me a little bit. It, I knew I had a feeling. I mean, I knew one absolutely was. And uh, I, I would ask him it like, all the time to the point that he was getting sick of me at like, it's like the irritating dad. And I maybe hindsight being 2020 should have left him follow his own path. But, and then the other one, I just thought he might be. Um, and then, uh, he, you know, he, he came out first, the older one. And then the younger one came out, I don't know, a couple of years or so later, my older one got in a car wreck with, with his boyfriend that he didn't know he was out with his boyfriend. <laughs> and uh, so he was past the, uh, you know, he had a junior license and he was out after 10 PM. Cause that's what the, you know, the law is in mm -hmm. New York state. So the cops had to call us to come get him. The car didn't get wrecked. He didn't get hurt. It wasn't a bad accident. It wasn't even his fault. But since he was underage for being out after 10. So my wife goes and gets him and is like, well, who's this guy? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, uh, surprise. Yeah. He's my friend. It's probably, <laughs> yeah. probably easy to just be like, oh, it's my friend. Nah, I, I, he, I mean, we knew his friends. We, you know what I mean? Yeah. This, yeah. this was, this was a closeted thing, man. But, uh, it was all good, man. We all hugged that night and, you know, thankfully nobody got hurt in the car wreck and nothing right. bad happened to any of the cars or anything. But, uh, so, so when you, you say you, you would ask him all the time. So, like, you, I'm not trying to make a lot, like, you just be driving in the car and you'd be like, hey, are you? And yeah, you, like like seriously, like it's cool if you just are just, like just, just let like, me know. Yeah. If, you can tell and, me if you want to talk about it. You got uh -huh. you know questions, concerns. I just want you to know, man. I love you unconditionally, brother. Nice. And you know, and he's the, like, Dad, he's shut like, up, leave me alone. Like, exactly. And yeah, then, okay. but here and here's the heartbreaking thing. This is, I think, important for people to hear, maybe because uh, he said after he came out at one time, we're all hanging out together in the kitchen. I'm like, dude, are you or are you not? And he's like, yeah, I am. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, I am. I'm like, nah, you're fucking with me. Now you're fucking with me. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, nah. I was like, all right, so for sure. He's like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm just surprised you finally decided to say so. And then he goes, well, you know what? I was pissed when Joe came out because uh, then I was like, oh, now I got to be the one to let dad know he's got two gay sons. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I mean, it kind of broke my heart a little bit. I was like, nah, I don't. It's shoot, man. It's nothing to, you know what I mean? It's all good. But that's the stuff these kids got to worry about. You know, that's the heartbreaking part, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, where you, you know, you, you don't want them. You want to feel like they can come to you about anything. Right. And then for them to think that they can. But, it, you know, it's important. We had an episode in first season where uh, another a friend of ours, uh, Cisco, who runs a lot of shows in this area, had his son come out to him recently. And 
Uh, that was something that he's like, we looked up a lot of the information that is out there for parents in that situation. All the literature is saying like, hey, it's in their own time. It's their decision when uh, that that gets broken and people tell that uh, it's important to ask them how they identify all of those things. Because it was really good for people to know that there were ways if there's a parent out there who suspects that of their of their kid that, you know, it's got to be on their time and for them to just have a way to let them know that there's a way to have that conversation. And and that's hard. And there's plenty of organizations. Glad G L A A D, I think is the one that often uh, promotes a lot of gay and lesbian literature, but also in being proactive for parents on how to have that discussion uh, when their kids are ready. You know? Yeah. Do you guys, uh, all the three dads in the room, different experiences, but I feel like, yeah, right. There's going to be a time in teenagehood where also the correct answer is, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like now yeah. they're like, yeah. I'm actually yeah, trying true. to figure out what we all kind of got a different thing, but like, you know, yeah, you're just gonna be like, I don't know, dad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm working it out too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It out. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. Now yeah. I, I, I wonder if it's different. Like, so I, I, I have daughters, you know what I mean? I think, I feel like and I, this could be wrong. Could just be what I'm thinking. I feel like a son telling their dad that he is gay is a little bit different than a girl telling her dad that she's gay. Okay. You know what I mean? It's going to be tougher on I, I think it's going to be a little harder for the boy. Hmm. You know, like, I just, I just feel that way. You know what I mean? But I could be wrong. I, yeah. I don't really know. But for, and that's for the child, not for the parent. But, you know, to sit down and be like, Dad, I'm gay. Is it probably a little different than your daughter being like, Dad, I'm gay? But yeah. I could be, I could be wrong. But, well, you know, would you guys agree? I think because our experience is, Sorry to pipe in. I just think of our experience. There's a, there's a term toxic masculinity. I don't hear a ton of toxic femininity. Do you know what I mean? That's it's yeah. a guess. We're all just yeah. speculating, but yeah, oh, it exists. Uh, we I was going to say you don't hear about because it, it doesn't exist. You don't hear about because I'm yeah. going to talk. No, but you're right. I mean, I think to a certain degree, I know, and it's a different time. Like I think, you know, I think about my dad. I don't think my dad ever said out loud to his parents while they were living that he was gay. That was not something that ever. Now again, different time. Where you know he was born in like the fifties, but like. The, but like even even my mom, that was not something she was ever going to admit to her parents while they were alive. So, like, you can imagine that even still we're seeing, even if a f- parent is being super supportive and saying, hey, you know, uh, it's still because they might be figuring it out. Like Neil said, you know, it's like, who knows? I mean, it's, you know, I'm still still in the closet figuring out what I'm going to wear today. Never mind what sexuality I'm, I am. I'm, you 40, know? I'm 40 years old <laughs> recently. And there are things that I'll probably never tell my parents because I don't know if they could handle it. And their reactions may be, I, I know it's kind of funny, but their reactions may be like really, really too heavy for them. You know what I mean? Like if there's something that may have happened when I was younger. Do you hope your daughters or, hold on to something that they'll never tell you? I, I, I don't want, I don't want them to, but you know, I, I don't want to, I think that I know for me personally, there's a, there's a few things that I'll just never tell my parents. Just because I think it may break their There's, heart, yeah, statue of limitations may, have, <laughs> may may affect like their well being. It may hurt very much, but I just I'll just never I'll never say. I know it's kind of probably kind of sad to hear, but just because I don't I don't want to put them in a situation where they're going to be heartbroken, and I bet you kids feel the same way okay. when they got to tell someone they're gay. Maybe like <clears throat> I'm going to heart break my dad's heart by letting him know, you know, I'm gay, and you know they don't want to say it. 
I don't know, it's kind of heavy, but that's no. I mean, I, but, you know, I mean, I think that's that's the reality. I think yeah. we don't want to disappoint our parents. Well, Greg got into like the business he got into because he's <laughs> like, well, I wanted to, you know, and that wasn't even anything as heavy as sexuality. It was just no, like, well, I'm going to no. go into the workforce here. It's <laughs> not something I'm super passionate about, but I want to obey my parents. I mean, yeah. it's one of the tenets, whether you're Christian or whatever. You know, most of the Judeo-Christian values revolve around listening and obeying your parents right. uh so that's well embedded in our culture even if you're not someone who's religious i think secularly we still you know they provided and protected us when we couldn't um and so now you know we want to walk away that you know that they are could be makes them happy us. right yeah. makes them happy, they, they gave us this opportunity that now that we can stand on our own two feet and we can do our own thing we still we carry their name and with that we carry a legacy that we have to uphold or uh, we superimpose some of those values on ourselves but you know i think you get it great i think you and your wife did it a phenomenal approach to to how to combat that and let them be themselves. And now they're killing it out there in their careers and their yeah. lives. And they're all out of the house. Yeah, man. All, yeah, they're all New York. Sound like they're all in New York city, what? right? Is that yeah. what it is? Uh, one's no, in California. One's in California. Two are down around the city and one's right here in town, but he's in his own apartment. So do you, do you, do you call your kids in New York and like, Hey, Hey, you think you can give me booked at uh, the cellars? <laughs> you know anyone? You know anyone over at the yeah. cellar or Gotham or something? Daddy's got some. <laughs> well, my kid, uh, my kid makes it in theater or movies. I'll be riding his coattail. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, buddy, if you ever meet Judd Apatow, you know, uh, yeah. maybe you can, uh, you know, tell him you got, him him got a real funny dad. We could do like a father son thing. I'll come warm up the show. I'll come warm up the crowd before the show. That we're prelude. Just, we're just talking about Rob Schneider now, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not the diss. I'm just saying we're talking about Rob. <laughs> dude no that's i uh i you know i don't even know uh any last words anything we want to wrap up on yeah we talked about i mean a lot of career things and those effects yeah. and uh um sexuality yeah. and raising children yeah huge dude, we great yeah i think Played we conquered game. the world and got off in less than an hour thing, but yeah yeah, we're like, we're like, we're going to talk about careers. It's like, oh, so my gay side. Oh, let's talk about yeah, yeah, right. Right. yeah, that's how it always goes. We start with I the best it. of intentions, and we just let it we let it be what it is. Hey, man, that's uh, free form. That's the best. Right, that's what you do. Nah, well, thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it. This is something a long time in the making for us to finally connect. We wish you were here live. Yeah, but, man, you know. it was a good time, man. I'm glad. Yeah, well, you know, I picked the one weekend that had shitty weather in Philadelphia to come down for a visit. Right, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad we at least got the one show together in while you came down. I do yeah, have one question cool. for you. I do have one question for you. There's an Eagles hat and a Phillies hat behind you. Oh, yeah, man. Now, but you're from upstate New York. What are we, what are we doing here? Oh no, I'm a Philly guy originally. I lived down there for thirty odd years. Well, thirty. Uh, wait, years. oh wait a minute. You're not. You're that's, from Philadelphia. Yeah. So that's wow. kind of my connection. You know. Wow. Uh, got to read. Got to read the the preambles here. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. And then you moved to upstate New York. Yeah, about okay. twenty years ago. Basically, uh, okay. uh, you know, decided we wanted to raise our family where the weather was just a little bit shittier yet. So. <laughs> I like that. Gotcha. Okay. Good. We will infiltrate. We will infiltrate those games, and also thank you for being an emissary for Philadelphia and beating up anyone who's there for those teams, right? Because we have yeah. to. No, <laughs> we have to. Oh yeah, I'm always. You know, I'm, I'm going to give the garbage plate another opportunity. Yes. I'm going to give the garbage plate one more chance when I come up February 10th. Please. So. Yeah, no, because definitely, definitely. the fact that you don't like it is is kind of it's a little weird. Because I don't no know. No one what, dislikes those. I know. 
I think I think I was so in my head about the show because that was the first time I was doing like a show that wasn't it was like seventeen hundred people. It was like the biggest show I'd ever done in front of people. So I think I was just so nervous that I was like, "What did you just put in your body before you it's go?" Gonna yeah, come yeah. Out yeah. Conceivably, it's gonna look, it's gonna look the, the biggest opportunity you've ever been given, and this is what you're putting in your stomach four hours before show. Yeah. Maybe we should end this like, like this. Maybe we should have Greg Owens pitch the garbage plate like we did in the game. <laughs> yeah. oh, it sounds like shit. two things. You pitch it. Then we just pick a card at random, and then he has to try to. Improvise. Okay, there you go. Yeah. The producer has spoken. Let's tell me a garbage plate. Okay, all right, so tell us about the. I still don't know what a garbage plate is. So like, pitch it like we're doing the game, and yeah. Uh, I sell. hope I can do it justice. The garbage plate is a phenomenal late night snack invented by a uh, uh, restaurant tour named Nick Tahoe. 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 If I got his name wrong, I'm dead. Nick Tahoe. And uh, he. Uh, it's basically uh, half a plate of. Uh, macaroni salad and half a plate of uh tater tots or hash browns or some sort of potato uh you get a cheeseburger laid on top of that and then you get a whole big smear of rochester hot sauce on top of that which is basically like uh ground beef uh uh sort of like sloppy joe mix but spicy and then uh mustard and onions all on top of that and Holy. boom Mix it catch, all together. Ketchup, mustard, right? ketchup yeah. and mustard, right? Yeah. yeah. Onions. Yep. yep. My mouth Onions. is watering. Yeah. I'm, I'm, and and just so you know, the hamburger doesn't have any bread on it, Neil. It's just the patties it's with the just cheese. Just the patty with the cheese. Yeah. Patty, yep. Or you can get them with hot dogs. I like them with hot dogs. I'm a patty guy. You got to call them a red hot or a white hot up here. Yeah. It's yeah. God, fucking chill. weird. But and then you, yeah. you mix all that shit together and you just. Just live go to town my okay. i'm telling you my mouth is watering let's see if uh let's see if all we right. can try to sell it in this context all right so here we go we got the oh. lopsided night uh so this is actually uh, a really good uh pillow it's called the lopsided night uh it's from my pillow guy he uh he actually <laughs> didn't get to put wait, this wait, wait, out what's happening i'm sorry i messed this up jay's, I thought you, doing, jay's doing uh, it you were doing the game till. no no we needed it we needed one of the adjectives he, oh, he needs the mix because he's gonna try to sell it under the garbage the plate was garbage I'm, and plate was his thing right? oh. garbage plate was the, i mean it doesn't fit he needed exactly. the adjective he needs the adjective oh, clear. Yeah. Man, I'm gonna have to problem. cut this so we don't look like I don't. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, I thought yeah. I set it up correctly, but I feel like I didn't. I apologize, yeah, you gotta, everybody. You got to cut me mispronouncing Nick Tahoe's name too. Yeah, uh, you can't be walking around Rochester. You're, uh, fucking, right, you're, okay. you're a recognizable <laughs> guy. You're gonna be. I'm on stage. I was the guy on the podcast who said <laughs> Nick T T Tahiti or whatever the fuck he said. All right, you ready? Go ahead. Go. Stylish. Stylish. So now you have to sell the garbage plate in a stylish fashion. The stylish garbage plate. Well, we have the delicious original garbage plate from Nick Tahoe. And uh, sometimes, uh, you know, we have our high-end comedians coming into town, staying at the five-star Strathallen Hotel. So we can't just serve them a regular garbage plate. We have to give them a stylish garbage plate. Uh, that's for the real high-end ones, like the, 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 you know. I don't know. I don't J. Know. J. Oders. <laughs> yeah, the J. Yeah, the J. Oders. Yeah, when the board teachers tour comes into town, and uh, so you get a Ricky and, Gervais, you put it in a big golden goblet, right? I yeah, so it's right. a beef tartare and a quail egg. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's a stylish garbage plate. Uh, there we go. Stylish garbage plate. Right, one of the greatest 
dishes in the world and i just did a shitty job selling it but and no i thought yeah. your first one you're great it's gonna be all over the internet brother you're gonna be, you're gonna google yourself you're gonna be the guy mispronouncing nick tahoe's name oh no <laughs> i gotta get a lawyer now i'll get a lawyer <laughs> god damn it <laughs> you're sleeping with the fishes and the- don't ruin me neil <laughs> i will edit it i will edit it sir. awesome well David, thank you so much for joining us today this is great yeah this was a blast man hopefully i'll be down there and see you guys in person soon yeah, and make sure you check them out at the Carlson, April 4th. April 4th, tickets are at carlsoncomedy.com, and uh, we're going to fill the joint, so don't sit on it. Yeah, for our audio listeners, yes. just get over to Greg Owens Comedy on IG. Yes, sir. Thank uh, you, Greg. All right, thank you, guys. Yeah, thanks for coming, yeah. This was good. This was a good time. Yeah, seriously, Dad. We, we done I know I'm off screen I'm off screen sorry I'm just trying to get it in there good job everybody there we go you play golf at all Greg thank you for listening to the dads for once give these daddies a break and maybe follow subscribe like and comment to the dads on Instagram and YouTube at seriously dad pod Rate and review Seriously Dad Podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, and everywhere you get your podcasts. Seriously, Dad? How you doing? This is Neil Wood from the Cult of Us Podcast, speaking on behalf of Drop 10 Media Network, the network you're currently listening to. Make sure to check out all the other podcasts on the network. You can go to drop10.com to check them all out. Make sure to like, subscribe on everything that you see Drop 10 on. We appreciate it. Go to drop10.com now. Hi, I'm international man of mystery, Dan Dupriel, and I'm one of the weekday comics. My friend Dave and I get paid to do comedy, believe it or not. But we're not allowed to tell all the jokes we want to tell. That's why we started this podcast. Join us every Tuesday at 8 p.m. where we're going to talk about the news of the day and tell a couple of jokes that we just don't feel comfortable telling on stage. Hey, we don't have careers, so who gives a weekday comics? Our podcast we're going to be the big bags of trash we were born to be uh, and aren't allowed on the shows they pay us to do. This has been a Drop Tent Media production.